Hey y'all, it's Kayvo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week of Becoming She. <laughs> a weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Welcome, welcome. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, how are you? Girl, you know. How's I'm it great. going? I'm good. Great. Life is life is good, you know. Um, I will be by the time this comes out i will be in my new apartment yes so speaking I'm into existence i'm so excited and speaking into existence that when i go furniture shopping tomorrow morning i will <laughs> find things that i actually like yes you definitely will oh my goodness oh my goodness is it your mom no okay <laughs> I don't know. It says no caller ID. It's probably spam. Okay. But say this um, is your mom. Your mom calls y'all. Kava's mom. She, she always Every calls time we record, right. she always gives and us a I'm call. And I'm like, mom, is when? I think she just knows. She just, I mean, she clearly doesn't know because she always calls. I'm like, mom, it's Wednesday. That's why I called her this time. This week I called her before. And I usually do call her before we record. I don't know. But I called her this week it's before so we It's so funny to me. I'm like, ooh, is that mom? <laughs> you know, because it is her every time. And so I was like, um, I was on the phone with her. And she's just talking and talking. But she's not really talking to me. She's having a conversation with herself that I'm just present for and so <laughs> i was like mom <laughs> I, was like, I gotta go i was like mom it's wednesday it's 6 30 it's time to record i'll talk to you later she's like oh okay so, so you're on the phone with jasmine now mom yes <laughs> goodbye but you know sis. like Hi. that's so funny to me because like mm -hmm. you and your mom are like the same people because <laughs> i do that yes you'd be like I'll like, be girl, like, I'm going to call you back. Okay, one more thing. I'd be like, girl, <laughs> I'm going to call you right back. Like, right, right back. Like, let me, like, get to the car because I'm on the elevator right now, and it's going to cut off on you anyway, so give me, like, two, like, two, like, two sure seconds. I feel like we got something else to talk It's so funny to me. It's like, you are your mother's child. I am a mother's <laughs> child. It's inevitable. <laughs> um, but, yes, you'll have furniture in your new apartment. I will because you're gonna find some beautiful in stuff. My new apartment, and there's I'm going to find some beautiful things, and there's not gonna be a need for me to be extra and no. um have a minor panic attack about it. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Because if you guys didn't know, I'm, I'm that person. I'm slightly type A. Slightly okay. <laughs> we're we're and moving on. I am a very the full blown A. I'm Full very blown. particular. I'm a very particular type of person. I like things to be a certain way. I need them to be in order. So, yeah, I'm kind of just like, oh, my God, what if I don't find furniture? I'm just being extra. I mean, if I don't find furniture, fuck it. I'll find some eventually. Get an air mattress. You don't find until... furniture. You're going to sleep on an air mattress and still have a and roof over your head. And I will still survive. And you're still going to be blessed. My rent will be still be paid. So... And I'll still have money in my bank account. So it'll be fine. But I'm just exactly. Like, I just want my whole. I want it really. You just I have just that want that perfectly move in. nice couch that you thought you were gonna find. I it's really okay. want the perfect couch. I'm really stressing. And out you about should the go find couch. the perfect couch. Don't settle for something just because you really want a couch. Yeah, you're right. Because I don't want to just get anything. I want yeah, the couch that that kind of defeats the purpose. And I want my house to look the way I want it to look. But really, I'm. I just want to walk in, and then I want my whole house to like. I want to snap my fingers, and the entire house just pop up and be like 
model home hgtv in due time you know in due time girl <sighs> eventually but other than that everything i mean i'm there's nothing bad that's not a bad problem to have but it's not um, at all it's really not i'm glad you said um, that <laughs> <laughs> other than that everything is great i really love my job good that's i amazing. really like beyond that i just really i I love my career, bro. Like, what the fuck? I love that shit. Like, you should definitely always uh, have that feeling. So I'm glad I to really, hear you say I'm that. really excited about that. And this is big for me because the way I ended up in my doctorate program is because I started in one, not mm-hmm. one completely different career, but I was, I said it before I did athletic training. And if anybody's yeah. thinking about it, don't do it because as an athletic <laughs> trainer, not a personal trainer, as an athletic trainer, they expect you to be there all the time before the sun comes up and after it goes down you're responsible for everything they don't pay you and they always want you to do more it's just not worth it. it's so stressful and um i was just like you know this doesn't seem like my lifestyle and i'm the type of person that show up to work and tell you what i want to do i'm not really interested in that whole y'all think y'all finna yell at me and tell me stuff so i was like you know i think i gotta just be the boss you know mm-hmm. but also i just really enjoy like people come in hurt and they leave better like they leave better like people feel better they enjoy you know what i mean they just love it yeah but that just taps into your passion for helping people i really do i feel like any profession that you've tried like that you've kind of it's always been helping people yeah it was helping people so i think that you're right in line with what you want to do so that's awesome that's awesome i love it i'm enjoying it a lot good yeah, love to so hear it what's up sis that was long-winded but how are you <laughs> what's up Give us i details. am doing pretty okay life is getting really busy um mm-hmm. november and december i'm just kind of like i feel like i'm gonna not be in my body and i'm gonna watch myself kind of just go and do these things that i'm not gonna really like i'm gonna enjoy them of course but mm-hmm. i also feel like i'm just gonna be like a ghost outside of my body like oh my god i can't believe you're doing all this stuff but other than that it's going really good i just got back into the gym this week i've been slacking mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. bad but you haven't I... been slacking as bad as i have yeah. very true so. thank you <laughs> very true feel so, much better about yourself sis uh, thank you thank you i needed that a little little Y'all, i haven't up. been to the gym in months honestly since i mm. left i'm saying months it's probably been like a month maybe a month and a half say, i wasn't I very consistent last quarter i wasn't like well i was pretty consistent last quarter i would at least go like two or three times a week mm-hmm. but like since i moved i haven't had access to anything and yeah my area is not really an area where I feel comfortable jogging around. You know what I mean? Oh, I wouldn't. Because I like to run. Either. Yeah, I love to run. I love to run, but I don't feel. Well, my gym class here. has been focused on that. Um, I joined mm-hmm. this like Gold's Fit Burn class, and all we do is cardio, Ooh. and it's much needed. And I feel like I'm gonna drop so many like I'm gonna shed like inches. a lot of body fat and a lot of inches, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited about it. And so yeah, other than that, everything else is going pretty good. Can't complain yes i'm excited Get to see my brother this you. weekend i'm super excited about that which one my older brother i Aww. love him i love my little brother too but i'm really excited you see your about little seeing... brother more often yeah because he comes like he lives in he's charlotte in atlanta no no no. he's in charlotte but oh, really? yeah he he's in charlotte oh. but he there was a point in time where he was coming 
home a little bit more often over the summertime. Mm-hmm. But my older brother moved down to South Georgia, so I, and we hang out a lot. So I haven't seen him in oh. like I haven't seen him since August. So oh. I'm really excited to spend the weekend with him. I can't wait. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, but that's my week um, <laughs> in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you got something for Motivation Monday. Dun, 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 dun. So oh, bless our spirits. Does. Please and thank you. Oh, shit, I don't, baby. Hold on. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, okay, I'll get that. I'll mention that in my tea. What? So I've been listening. Obviously, this Kirk has been out for quite some time now. Not a long time, but, you know, a pretty good bit. Maybe about a month, maybe, I would think. Mm-hmm. And um, I finally listened to it this morning because I woke up in a very, like, blah kind of mood. It's raining here, and it's very dreary. And I just, whenever it rains, I kind of just want to stay home and watch, like, Hallmark Channel movies all day. But I listened to his song, his um album this morning and girl i was lit in the car i was like i don't want to get out of this car and go to work i want to be in the car and have a concert girl, i love that album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's amazing his album and um i've been having summer walker's album on repeat mm-hmm. london did a great job with that so you know he put his foot in that album. they have been blessing my my speakers All right, so for this week's Motivation Monday, I actually got a quote from Boss Babe Inc. And um, you can follow them on Instagram at bossbabe.inc. And I post a lot of their quotes, especially on Mondays. I love, love, love this page. They have great stuff. They have great content. Very great content. Decide what kind of life you actually want and then say no to everything that isn't that. Mm. I love mm-hmm. that. Isn't I really it love so that. Good? I feel like I'm in the process of transition and trying to figure out like the things that I want and then mm-hmm. learning how to say no to the things that I don't instead of just being like, yeah, I'm down with that. That's cool. Okay. Yes. It's like, no. No, that's that's so be true. Be strategic. Be intentional and like stick to your guns and stuff like that. So I love that. I love that quote. Yeah, that's so true when it comes to you know just deciding what you want for your life because a lot of times it feels like you are not in control of your life Mm -hmm. you know and you can just i mean it's simple it's as simple as deciding everything's a choice everything is a choice and it's as simple as you being like i do not want to do that or Mm -hmm. i do not have the time or just simply no like you know what i mean yeah you can when you get comfortable saying no to things that don't fit you for example i know um i know a good amount of people i'm sure i've experienced this before i'm sure i'm not the only person who has but say you meet a guy right mm-hmm. and he might be a seven on a scale of 10 but he's nice right yeah you <laughs> don't have no money but he has potential you know or like he doesn't have a good job but he he's applying he has potential that type of thing and we kind of bank on those things right because we're like well you know eventually it'll be that way and I feel like in the past when I've done that is because I've been more concerned about the other person's feelings than I yes. was of my own because I'm like I don't want to hurt his feelings he's so nice or mm-hmm. you know well maybe I'll just see how it goes and it never really works out the way I want it to and eventually I kind of 
try to subconsciously make that person who I really want them to be. You know how you see somebody you're like, mm, if I could just spruce up his outfit, yes, or if he changed his haircut, you know those type of things. That would that was things that I would do, and if I mean, it never works out. It it does. It never not. works out. It's like it you're trying to fit a round peg into out. a square hole. It's like it's just not. You're trying to make fetch happen, sis. It's never going to happen. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone, Gretchen. And I think the toughest part about that whole thing is just the conversation aspect. It's like you don't want to hurt their feelings. So it's like, how do I say this in the most respectful way? Like, I'm still learning that in the process of learning that. It is hard to be like, oh, I want to say this, but I I don't want to hurt your feelings. Or how do I drop this in there without creating a bomb going off? But sometimes you just got to put it out there. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to put it on the put table, it on the table, son. son. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just got to put it on the table, son. Sometimes you just got to let people know you really mm-hmm. have to just look. This ain't working for me and it's not working for you. I know it's not. So let's not let's not do it. Exactly. Or simply if once you start most of the time, we know we're not that into a guy when we meet him. I'm, I'm yeah, if you're not like up. the first day, the first day you meet him, you look at him and you size him up and you decide where he belongs in your life. I promise you, every woman does that. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone in that. You look Tip at him to like, trade, really though, no. because <laughs> <laughs> we have what percentage of male listeners like 43 years or something like yes, that, something so, like that. So hey, it's guys, a good, it's up. a good amount of y'all. So I'm gonna let y'all know right now when women meet you, the first in the first i'll give y'all some time within the first hour Hmm, they've decided where they want to place you in your in their lives it's based off like chemistry connection like it's based off of chemistry and connection right i mean sometimes you don't get that sometimes it could be where a woman is just kind of like standoffish or maybe she's just not impressed enough you know i don't know but you're right like i feel like all women definitely do we Mm -hmm. size niggas up a little bit and just see like okay real am i really interested in this but mm. you know what I think? I really think that by the end of the day, we know where we want to place them. It's not that we're indifferent. It's that we're uh, we're not convicted mm, okay. by how we feel. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, like, we can meet a guy and be like, oh, he's... Like, for me, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm tall. I like tall men, right? Sometimes on a dating app or if I meet somebody in person or whatever, I might be like, oh, he's 5'10". We're the same height, but he he's nice. And I'll try, I try to be okay with it, but I know, I know deep for down, a you're fact, not okay. deep down, I'm not okay <laughs> with it, but I'll try to make myself okay with it. And mm-hmm. then also part of that, you have to address yourself. Some people might be like, oh, you're insecure, blah, blah. I'm not insecure. I just like tall people. I enjoy large you have a preference it's not even it is that but then it's also like my entire family i'm the shortest in my like if i like on my in my generation in my family i'm the shortest Mm -hmm. so i'm used to being around big ass people so like i don't want to be around no little ass nigga like you know that doesn't it i don't feel protected sorry short guys um kavori or kavo is not not interested okay if you're Sorry. five eleven and below, you uh, might but I have time on that ride. But I <laughs> promise you, if you are nice and you're attractive, I have friends that I will uh, that I will definitely put you on if you really like. But I'm gonna put you on somebody that actually like you would work with. I'm not just gonna throw you with somebody. 
Don't you hate when people like just I put you with somebody that they like, know Yo, you don't just put work me on your with. friend and it's like you you don't like that's not gonna work i'm letting you know now it's not gonna work bro no no but i'm good no no i'm when not I gonna you. put you on my friend because you guys would not work first of all you have children my friend says she ain't talking to nobody with kids so i'm not doing that exactly <laughs> or like second of all you're not attractive or she would third of like all if something dress. happens my friend's gonna now come back to me and be like bruh your I can't believe you trash. put me on this trifling I can't believe you did nigga. that. Like, no. First of all, you cheat on every girl that you with. Thank you. And you want me to put you. you on my best friend. You're my homeboy. Nigga, I, I know you. <laughs> I know your business. Exactly. You tell me everything. Exactly. <laughs> not not putting you on my friend <sighs> for you to cheat to on my friend and I look trifling because I done put you on. Exactly. And now my friend's no. mad at me. Now, now I gotta have a conversation because I knew you was about a shit that ain't even got shit to do with me. Ain't Ugh. got shit to do with me. Annoying. It's just annoying. But <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's a form of um settling back to the conversation that we were talking mm-hmm. about because we aren't as convicted in how we feel. So like mm-hmm. maybe people might not know within the first hour. Maybe people might be a little indifferent. But by the end of the day, you know if you you're pretty interested much or not. But yeah. you're like, oh well let me just try to fill it out because of this or that. Nine times out of ten when you try to fill it out, the person doesn't grow on you. No. Usually the people that you have that instant connection with are the people that you most likely work out with long term Mm -hmm. you know and then even just in in things in life as well not just relationships and things in life you might go on a job interview and if the shit don't feel right you don't want to work there don't try to make it work i don't care if they paying you out the goddamn ass if the interview seems like it got a hint of racism in it you're not gonna like your job (laughs) you're gonna want to quit like i don't (laughs) It's a little sprinkle of racism on the top of your interview because they asking you, do you always wear your hair like that? I mean, it's it's cute. It's it's very it looks good on you. But is it do you ever do you ever do anything different? Bitch, I wish you, you know, stuff like that. You know, people experience something like that. Someone, I promise you, someone has experienced that somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then they look at it. They're like, but God damn, they paying me much more than my last job. But you're right. It's all and you're going to hate every settling. day at that job. It's not going to be worth it. Don't no. settle. Literally Don't trust settle your gut. Anything. When you trust your gut, this is a but also major like, key. When you trust your gut, when you move, when the spirit tells you to move, things work out. Mm-hmm. And it saves you so much time. Oh, my god. I can't goodness. tell you it how many times so the spirit so has been inside of me and said, girl, what are you Do doing? Do not move it's time for you to shift you need to God stop, said, stop reconsider stop, stop feeding into something that is not there like stop putting yourself in these situations what are you doing and it's just Why? like you just don't listen you, you don't listen or you you, you, you you push it on you push it back in your in the back of your brain mm-hmm. and now all this time's been wasted and you looking or you're upset mm-hmm. with yourself when you could have just moved and shifted when it when you were told to when you were I told just, to all you got to do is be that's patient. a word when it's time to move he gonna tell you he gonna he tell gonna you. Let you and know. if you don't move yourself he will move you himself. he will like, move you it's simple it won't be an option it won't be an option Mm-mm. 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 at all it won't be an option <laughs> <laughs> but okay that was motivation monday for this Great. week I loved it. I think that was that was pretty good. It ties into it got us on the um on our soapboxes. It got us in the pool pit a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We were triggered. We definitely gonna have bit. a few a uh, few more pool pit moments. 
mm-hmm. um, in this episode because we were a little triggered, but we have a lot more to address on that topic this episode. Yep. Exactly. So let's talk about the tea first. Let's let's get that out the way. What's the tea, sis? Bitch, I'm bored. What's the tea, ho? Bitch, when I tell you I got large, unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry, bitch, with light ice, never dog. Yeah, bitch, I hope you got two gallons so you can waste one and I spill it. So there's been a few things happening around these um, Instagram streets, you know? So Forever 21 is mm-hmm. going to close 200 stores under terms of bankruptcy filing. So, ladies and gents, if you are, okay. you know, shopping at Forever 21, you better get on it because they will be gone sooner than later i feel like i don't understand why they're like i feel like this was happening like a couple of months ago and now it's back so it's weird i don't know i guess they like stopped it and then they came back and did it i have no idea me too kevin hart released a video montage today about his journey with recovering from his accident that happened a few months back and um it was a really nice video Mm -hmm. the one thing that he says that really stuck with me was when god talks you gotta listen and i honestly feel like god basically told me to sit down because kevin hart does a lot he's been in a lot he's been doing a lot and i love that he kind of took Mm -hmm. that it was a very tragic act. It could have been, you know, way worse. And I'm glad that he took it. And, you know, he's always been a positive mm-hmm. person. So I was happy to see that. Have you seen that montage yet? Um. Okay. No. Got to check it out. I it's nice. Um, in honor of Halloween, which is tomorrow, when this episode comes out, it won't be Halloween anymore. Mm-hmm. But I loved I love looking at people's costumes. I think I told you that last time, how I just love seeing how people are creative. Sierra Mm -hmm. and Russell Wilson. Yes, that was so Was it not the Oh my goodness. Yes, okay. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, wait, that's not Beyonce. That don't look like Jay at all. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if that's his hair. I think it is, but I was just kind of like, okay. I think it is. I think maybe they They just did a great I mean the replica was great. Yes, and then I love that they have Michelle and Brock yes. in the background. They killed it. I thought that was like hands down. That was one of my favorite costumes um that I saw. Yeah. So very Yes, yeah, very, very cute. Um here's something that I was like, this is gonna definitely rear his head, you know, again. So Moneybag Yo mm-hmm. denies claims he's reportedly gotten a stripper pregnant. And yeah, I don't know. He put it on, he wrote on Twitter or Instagram basically saying how um, can't no stripper in this world claim any that I did anything with any stripper, ask my, you know, ask my people about it or whatever. So I'm really interested to see how, like, you know, that all plays out. Is Meg gonna be like, yo, nigga, what the fuck? Or is she gonna be like, nah, my nigga is telling the truth. The last thing that I had was John Witherspoon. Recently, yeah, I was like, we lost a real one. I, bro, when I tell you, I like, I'm, I, uh, I can't. I was very. My I woke up this morning, hurt. and when pops. I first saw that, because it was the first thing I Not saw, pops. it was like, wait, what? Let me. 
my brother texted us like the family group chat and was like y'all know john witherspoon died and i was like what and my mom <laughs> go right back to well i like cornbread <laughs> <laughs> I, no 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 she said i like kool-aid <laughs> i was like i like collard greens <laughs> i like my mom was like i want pig feet we went back and forth in the group chat just to, like uh, uh a fucking legend. legend. He's been a in so many things. Like legend. he's done so much in his career and his personal. Bro, what the fuck? I'm so sad about this, honestly. And then I know they were um planning on bringing back Boondocks. Yeah, they soon. were. And honestly, I don't know what they're gonna do. I honestly am not sure. I don't know if they started recording or you know doing the voice mm -hmm. recordings or not. But I genuinely, I did not watch Boondocks before, but I genuinely feel like they can't bring it back without him. I would agree. I've, I've so. only watched a couple of episodes of Boondocks, but mm -hmm. I would agree with that. I feel like he is such a very key component to that show. Yeah. It would almost be like... Can't, no one else can replace no. him. Oh my gosh, no. At all. No one. At all. I, yeah, I would be very yeah. interested to see like what they, how they ended up, how they end up um, doing that. Because yeah. this all happened, I mean, within the last 24 hours. So, you know, I'm sure someone there is like, okay, so what are we going to do? Like, should we even do this? You know, that needs to be a conversation, like a topic. They really, I mean, I'm sure they are. I'm sure that's already a topic. Of I wonder if... um in the writers room yeah but i wonder if they did like some pre-recordings too you know that's what i'm saying i wonder if they did because then they could they could phase out his character mm -hmm. in a way you know what yeah. i mean in a way that is respectful and not think they're just gonna bring him back but honestly i don't know how they would continue the show without him he was such a pivotal mm-hmm part in such a big part of the show like i don't know i'm so sad i really am i need y'all to understand <laughs> i'm so sad i grew up on this man mm -hmm. <laughs> i think that's Pops. how everybody feels honestly everybody grew up on him and i just i feel like he was a part of all of our lives and i know he was in my family room yeah I agree. Multiple times a week because I grew up watching Friday. I love that movie. Back to back to back. And then when all the other ones came out, my dad is obsessed. So uh, I'm just really sad. But I know we all have our time to come and mm -hmm. go. And what you do here, his legacy. God, you is know, it, what you do here matters. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I truly believe that when people die, that means that God is told they've done their duty they've done their job on earth and i feel like he left such a huge impact and he had such a direct impact on like the raising of so many young black of kids course, which is definitely. so crazy to say but he really did and i'm you know rest in peace and i i pray for his family and i hope they you know find peace during this time yeah. and you know everybody that you know, really had them near and dear to their hearts. I really hope that. This is a, a hard one for us. It really is. I agree. This is a tough one. I agree. Especially for, you know, especially for the black community. We just, we hurting right now. Please respect our privacy at this time. Thank you. 
And that's a pretty bow on that. <sighs> that's all the tea that okay. I have. Do you have okay. anything to add? Um, you know I do. It's time for Kavo's lukewarm tea, everybody. Alrighty. So, first things first, these Halloween costumes, like you said, were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Did you see the one where the guy re-created um, <laughs> Bella Noche? Yes. That was cute. Did you see that? He was like, it's upsetting to me and my homegirl. Look at it. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Yeah, I did see that. That one took me out. I was the like, original video is hilarious, like so... The original video itself is hilarious. And then the fact that he cut parts of the original video and put it between. <laughs> oh, it took me out. It took me out. But that was good. Um, So, did you hear? Have you heard about the backlash from um them casting Cynthia Erivo? Er- er- uh, I don't know if I'm saying that wrong or right. As Harriet Tubman. Have you heard about that? Um... I briefly heard about some things about it, but I'm not really well versed on like what the true problem is. Do you, oh wait, she's a British actress, right? She's a British actress. Okay, is that yes. one of the main? That was one of the topics that that was one of the issues that I saw. I believe. I think that's a cover story allegedly because okay. I thought that that's what it was too. I thought that you know people were I guess upset because and which I understand because she has no direct connection to any of the struggle and strife that we've experienced in America due to slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, she, her family, she has African direct African roots and her family literally came to the UK. You know what I'm okay, saying? Gotcha. And she can trace that back. So, um, I think that rightfully so people could be upset because there were so many other options that you could have chosen oh, yeah. for this position but i don't think that's why people are are upset i thought that was it originally okay why are people upset so crystal from the Mm -hmm. read posted she retweeted this a tweet from variety earlier and um it was like uh let me read it hashtag harriet producer on the backlash of casting cynthia erivo Mm -hmm. and this is a quote I don't know if it's because she's a woman, but it is so unfair. She says, listing biopics Lincoln, 12 Years a Slave, and Selma, in which Brits have played Americans with little or no controversy. Right? Okay. So then Crystal retweeted and was like, it's not because she's a woman. It's because she said some wretched shit about black Americans, and we've got a million other Harriet options, black American or not. Okay. So... I looked under that and there was a girl, hopefully I can find it again. I thought I saved it. There was a girl who posted an entire thread and I'm not going to read the thread. I really just wanted to say her name. So if anybody wanted to know, they could find it. Oh, here it goes. Um, Her name is at E Bo So literally the letter E B O P E E. Mm-hmm and um she just posted um a thread it just says here's why cynthia uh should in particular should not play harriet tubman um there's a troubling pattern of her repeatedly and deliberately selectively um choosing not to give respect to the african-american heritage the heritage of harriet tubman harriet deserves better um hmm 
I didn't um, okay. get too much information that I guess I would have been specifically offended by, but I did see certain things that she said on here. It would just be certain things like, okay, the Brit Pop Awards had different nominees and not one of them were English. And she was like, is there a reason none of them are English? So basically or, it sounds like, well, from that one tweet, and I'm just obviously just learning about all of this stuff today. But it sounds mm-hmm. like her lack of support for the African-American community. She's she's thinking that she's going to receive support from us because she's a black woman. Is that what it sounds like? I think I think that based off of what I'm reading, Cynthia has made it a point has made a point to make it known that she is not black, that she is African. Gotcha. And I think that has that's the, rubbed that's people the, the wrong way. Offensive. And I, yeah, that's like the general consensus okay. because she like they highlighted. I mean, they literally it's like multiple instances. Like it's like thirty some odd tweets like of different things that she's posted. But she might post something and be like West African such and such or this and that. But I haven't gotten too into okay. it. But basically, they said she basically like erases differences. Um, she had an interview where she said that being a, a black person in England um, or the UK is pretty much the same as being a black person in America, which is not at all the same. I'm sure they have racism, but from what I've been told from people that I know who grew up born and raised and like spent many years, other people who have spent many years living in the UK, mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same. They experience certain things, of yeah, course, but, but it's just it's not, not anywhere, anywhere on near. the level that we experience mm-hmm. every single day. So for her to make assumptions like that, I think that's what is offensive. But then also for her to make sure she made a clear distinction to say like, everything is like african i mean she'll post pictures of like african-american people Mm -hmm. like Issa ray or yvonne Mm -hmm. or whatever and she'll be like this west african person like she won't say anything about them being like african-american or black oh yeah whatever so yeah that's not cool and i guess that's what people are upset by which i would understand because if you don't have any respect for the american culture and the american struggle why would you want to represent it she's just representing it because it's a check yeah but say like not because you just, somebody or, told you that you should i'm sure maybe because it's a challenge role, for her not you like, know yeah that's what i was saying i'm sure it's a challenge for her creatively so she's like oh interesting but there has no there's you, no real why would you want to depict something that. that you don't yeah, believe in? that makes no sense to me you you don't you don't believe in it essentially from based off of you know what i've read yeah. you don't think that hmm. it was it was a real thing or something. i don't know it's weird that's weird that was that i thought that was worth mentioning because um i'm interested to see how the, i was actually excited about the movie but now i'm like hmm, i don't know and other than that the only other thing i wanted to mention that i could that i can think about right now let me just make sure yeah the only thing that i can think of to mention is um byron allen did a breakfast club interview okay and um he must have said something about comcast and xfinity that people didn't like because people were like yep i'm leaving comcast i'm leaving xfinity so let me see who Byron Allen is. I need is. to um go look and look that up then. He's an American not... businessman. He's a black guy. 
Yeah. Figured um, that much. Founder, chairman. Oh, he's doing. actually suing um, Comcast. Oh, is that for their the, refusal so, to okay. license his niche channels? Oh, so basically, I guess he has channels. Yeah, so he's actually suing them. He's been suing them because he wants his own channel. Yeah, and they won't been, let people black ownership. Oh. Probably, he's been having a legal rampage back started. Or they—that's what the media says: legal rampage. It, I hate when they do that when they try to like mm-hmm. create the narrative to make it sound like oh he's a black sound man like he's angry so yeah it's like yo he's man. just he's standing up for his rights right simple as that but it started back Beauty. in 2015 and now it's at the Supreme Court so oh wow yeah oh wow but That's he says there's craziness. racial um and this is me just paraphrasing but mm-hmm. basically um allegations of a racial bias conspiracy against Comcast Directv Charter and others so oh wow it's coming after these big companies you know what and it's but a monopoly, all of these so big of companies course, like, are they tied have, because i think Disney yeah. is tied to them too and you know some Disney way somehow everybody. the money's circulating all up there like that's it so, no seriously that is crazy wow, that's i want to listen to his actual interview though to I, learn yeah, some more about I it but that's interesting to it too i'm excited that's very interesting that's kind of crazy i mean i knew it was happening but I knew that, you know, those things were happening. But to, to hear somebody. Yeah. Actually, you know, to hear somebody who has this money. And I, I don't want to say, as society would put it, he has no reason to complain. Right? hmm Because he has all this money. But at the same time, he has all this money and all this access. And white people are still not letting him. Yeah, because there's still have racial injustice. They still have their foot on his neck or yeah. on our necks. Because basically because they're saying if like, a black you can person have owns money, something, but it doesn't matter. Then to there's us. a limit. Your dollars don't matter. That's all it. That's well, what the they're saying. Well, the thing is, is not it, our dollars don't matter. But think about it in this way, right? If a black person has ownership of something, ownership is power, right? Yep. Then we have power. If we have the ability to create our own income based off of our own dollar, generate our own dollar. So if he had his own television channel, that means he would have his own actors, his own TV, or not actors, but he would hire his own actors, hire his own, everybody, his own teams. And, or he could use theirs as well, right? But then he would have like, advertisement money coming in he would have like basically he would be be able to generate substantial a substantial amount more than what he already has if he had his own channels but the thing is these companies know what the black dollar represents for them and for everybody else so they like they're essentially trying to keep him from making money and trying to keep the black community from circulating the black dollar because that's what we will do each and every time pretty much yeah but um sorry i got really deep on that but that's mm, we'll talk about that later that's a whole nother conversation mm. i'm not gonna dive deep into the disparities <laughs> of the black All communities said was facts, in america so, yeah i mean it's just so sickening but it's just you know but it's the, apparent and that's the problem it's like yeah it's blatant at this point in it's time blatant. And i think that's why people are so frustrated because just it like you're gonna tell me this man now it's like nah yeah like we're not our ancestors bro yeah like 
you can't think that you're going to hold me back and that you're going to put a ceiling above me and that's as far as I can go. Like, yes, that's what they're doing, sure. Jazz. They're yeah, putting like, a I'm ceiling I'm going to tell you right now him. that I'm breaking your ceiling. Like, you can make a lot of money, you can but make you can whatever. only make this much. Like, yeah, you no. cannot. You can't. A black man can't own a television show like how they're doing now. A black man can't own a football team. What? A black man can't own a baseball team. What? You know yes. what I mean? Well, they're just making it's it like, where it's like astronomical prices to where like, like look, like Diddy wanted to buy a, a football team, an NFL team. Like Diddy has a lot of money. You mean to tell me like, they literally jack money to buy no football team? Not, I mean, but think about it. But in he could this have gotten enough black people together. To Thank do you. That, like you could have gotten a lot more people together to put their money together and go buy mm-hmm. a fo- uh, buy an NFL team. But they make mm-hmm. it almost impossible for you to do that with all these different rules and stipulations mm-hmm. and things like that like all that's all they're doing is that by putting these rules and stipulations on certain things it makes it harder and harder for the black man or the black woman to you know own and be that one percent but you know what it's okay because what we're gonna do is just keep trucking away because the people that the like pioneers or the people that come before us what they do is they chip off they chip off a little, you know, little pieces on the glass ceiling, right? They just mm-hmm. come and they chip a few pieces and they chip more and they chip more and they chip more. And then over time, somebody going to burst through that motherfucker. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So, That's already happening. Yeah, it's already like, happening. So it's, you know, and honestly, black people also are at a point right now. First of all, we are, we, we are so fed up that we're like, you know what? We've gotten smart as opposed to getting angry and just saying, they're not going to let me do this, which mm-hmm. I don't think black people ever laid down and just took that shit. But some people do say, well, they're not going to let us do that. But we do have those few that say, I don't give a fuck. I'm finna get it. You know, but instead of pushing through and like basically continuing to try to no end, he decided to take the white person route. Yeah. What? Bring legality in this motherfucker. Go for the head. Y'all want to get litigious in this bitch. Let's go. What's up? He's like, I'm going to go for the head. Y'all want to like simple you know white people love to sue somebody so when a black person be like oh i'm suing i was waiting for you, you to say know. a comment like that oh you, you always, fucking know we y'all know Kavori love these you know general statements love to sue. <laughs> they taught it's us that in school they taught us that in doctorate school and the white doctor the white professor said it the most they were like look be prepared to be sued and i trust me trust me they most likely gonna be look like me our professor was <laughs> straight up like okay, okay. they well, most likely you. gonna look like me and be prepared for somebody to try to sue you because they're gonna come in and they're gonna look like this and this is what they're gonna say and this is how they're gonna act i'm like wow this is crazy but <laughs> it's a known right, fact honey. black people ain't trying to sue nobody we ain't just we got time we for that. Willy That's willy what it is. Just suing folks because we tripped at their house, bro. I'm gonna just put some ice on my ankle and get the. We don't have time in. for that. It's like listen, we got money to be spending in court fees and shit okay. like that. No, fuck, like, I go to work tomorrow. No. You ready to get into the scoop, honey? So this is something this week's topic is um, something that we actually had on our list. So we have a list of topic ideas that we kind of just add to when we think of it. And this is one of the ones that we kind of put off a little bit. But I think it's a good time to talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. We're nearing the end of the year, you know. You know, it's the, definitely the last quarter of the year. We got the last couple months. And I know that when the end of the year comes, people love to do New Year's resolutions and make all these changes to themselves. But I've never really believed in waiting for a specific time to make a change or to become no. a better person, you know. Mm-hmm. You you want to be better than you were yesterday every single day, right? Yes. So, um... I think that I want us to talk about the ways in which we've worked to become better people and uh, more so like how we got there as well, like strategies that we use. Mm -hmm. So, for example, this is a this is a real life example. Right. So then we can like play off of this. You know, I love (laughs) examples. I love a good analogy, sis. So, for example. (laughs) All right. So. Um, I know when I was younger, I used to look at women who had, say I'm in an airport and I see a woman with like one suitcase and like one bag and her one little cute purse and she's all like put together, you know, Mm -hmm. people and people who look put together are very like aesthetically pleasing. Right. Yes. And I used to be drawn to those people and I always used to say like. I wish I could be that person, you know, Mm -hmm. I wish I could be like that, but you can, right? You can't be that person. You don't have to sit back and say, I wish I could be that person. Oh my gosh. My appearance is so messy. I wish I looked so put together. If you wanted to look as put together as that person, find what being put together means for you. Of course. And do that. So I would like for, us to kind of talk about instances in our lives where we saw saw like a little thing maybe a little nuance that we're like "Mm, i don't really like that about myself or maybe somebody brought it up to you something maybe at work that was like oh you um, know you never write back to emails or something simple you know yeah and what steps do we take to get better at it i think the one thing that um i've kind of grown into i guess and learned over time it's like i don't like chaos like mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. job is chaos like i work in the events industry events are chaos though. events are chaos that's just nothing we can control about that and mm-hmm. i've learned to kind of let go of that control and just let things happen you know um yeah. but i am a very like organized detailed oriented person when it comes to my work and when mm-hmm. it comes to things that I touch, because I just need it for me in order for me to um, prosper, in order for me to give 100 percent, in order for me to um, do things the way and have things come out the way that I want them to be. I know that I have to be organized in some extent. And mm-hmm. I think I learned that because I would see women and I would see how different people work. Right. So like at right. my my, when I first started working ever, I worked at like the Georgia Aquarium, right? Mm-hmm. And I would see how they would work. And I'm just like, how can you function like that when you don't have any kind of rhyme or reason to what you're doing? And mm-hmm. I just realized that for me, like I I can't like if I'm scheduling 75 plus people, I have to it has to be in an organized manner to where I to where everyone gets what they want. But at the same time, like I can understand it and I can present it and make sure that every all the masses get it as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's helped me in my both my professional and personal life to some extent. I'm still working on it. Obviously, I'm not like stellar mm-hmm. at it. But right. 
I think, I mean, I carry a journal with me everywhere. Not like a journal for me to, to write my thoughts in, but like if mm -hmm. I go to a meeting, I'm always carrying a pen and paper with me to write down my thoughts. I like to like collect everything and say, okay, this is what we talked about. Like, let me know if anything was missed, that kind of thing, because that just keeps me in line and makes sure that everything that I like heard or everything that I'm doing is in line mm -hmm. with the end goal, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay. That does make sense yeah that's um, just one of many <laughs> that's a good example though i can name um a way that i've become better in my professional yeah. life as well i mean i've worked a bunch of different jobs but a more i guess recent example would be at work i'm i'm obviously a chiropractor so i adjust people all day but there's different ways and to you know move a bone and <laughs> Some ways are easier than others, and I've I know that I'm not the best. You know, I know I'm mm -hmm. I'm good for what for the time that I've had, but I've also me compared to a doctor that's been in practice for 20 years. I don't compare at all. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what I do is try to soak up as much information as I can every mm -hmm. step of the way, and. I mean, a big part of becoming a better person is humility, too, because like, I mean, compared to other people that may be about to graduate from chiropractic school, I might have the best hands ever. You know what I mean? I might be yeah. the best adjuster of them all. Mm -hmm. But when I get into practice, there are certain things that I might not have experienced before or, you know, different techniques yeah, and different of course. ways that you you're can, still learning. Right. You're still learning. And so. I, I mean, they call it practice for a reason, but I'm literally always asking questions. I'm always like, okay, can you look at this and tell me how I can do better? Mm -hmm. Can you look at this and tell me how I, how to do better? You know, can you give, I love feedback yes, and that's good. that helps me that's at work one. because yeah. And whenever I have downtime, so we have time between patients instead of sitting there and not doing anything or twiddling my thumbs, I'll ask, can we work on this? Or can you teach me how to, mm -hmm. how do you evaluate a wrist or Forever how do you student, evaluate an it. elbow? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Forever a student, because I move the spine every single day, but not every time, not every day does someone come in with a shoulder complaint or with a knee complaint. Exactly. So refreshing those skills. Right, refreshing the skills, fine tuning them because everybody does something differently. Mm -hmm. So I love just constantly fine tuning, like you said, that was good, yeah. and asking little things to make sure that I'm just always because I want to be the best. Like you know, I yeah. my parents and you should want to be that way, right? And my parents also like that's something they instilled in me. Um, throughout life like mm -hmm. if you're a janitor be the best janitor they exactly. love can have exactly if you're a teacher be the best teacher they got at that school like you always want to excel and you always want to be the best at whatever you're doing because if yeah. you're not being the best then what the fuck are you doing like exactly. you're just sitting there but you, you want to leave everything better you want to leave everything you know I mean? better than when you came. Exactly. Yes. You want to make sure that yes. whatever you're doing and whatever you're touching you're impacting you're making an impact on that particular it, thing yes and i think that is what i enjoy about my career so much yeah. too because it's very tangible i mean i touch mm -hmm. and feel on people all day so it's very tangible i can and you feel can see the growth something the wrong change. and i'm like yeah. oh yep i don't like that let me fix it you know what i'm saying or yeah you know and then people come back and they're like oh that was so much better or i don't have headaches anymore i've had people that i i mean i've only been at my job a couple weeks right but people that i was adjusting when they first came and i've 
learned so much that I've like asked and applied, you know, to mm-hmm. the way that I've treated them. Yeah. And like one of my patients was like, you know, he came in with numbness and tingling in his fingers and he doesn't have it anymore. And that's I'm like, so what? Good. He's had it for years. I've only been seeing this man for three weeks. And that's a return on like we call that like I, I would call it a return on investment. Right. So you go yeah. and you get to see the progress of something. And I don't really receive that as much in my career. But I do love yeah. the fact that like. I know that when I'm at an event, I can see smiling faces and I see, and nobody's complaining. Yes. People are walking around and they're enjoying themselves. And that's the my feedback. Return when on you see people smiling, you're like, dang, exactly. they're having a good time. Exactly. So and it's it also about, it. I am a big firm believer in not recreating the wheel, you know? And I yeah, think that uh-uh. when you go in and you ask questions and you fine tune those, you know, things that you're trying to learn still or, you right. know, in, enhance and whatnot, I think that's incredible because you're also you're not trying to make your job harder. Like, why are we working Mm-mm. harder here? Like, I want to work Mm-mm. smarter. I want to know the, the different hard. techniques that you have. I want right. to know how you do things because whenever I get my own practice, I want to, you know, replicate those things and say like, oh, you know, thanks Dr. So-and-so for truly helping me out and teaching me those skills. Yeah. Not saying I'm not interested in working hard. I work hard all the time, but I'm I mean, we always in, like, will work hard. Making That's, my job harder. Than don't make your job harder. Be. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Yeah, like, why would you want to struggle? Why would you? Because a lot of people get into things, right? And they know a lot, but they mm-hmm. feel that, they feel that, oh, I know a lot, so I know it all. And then most times those people end up, and unfortunately, they end up failing. Yeah, because if you know, because you don't know it all. If they you're end not up forever trying to be to a come student back and learn, then mm-hmm. you're going to forever, you're never going to get to the end goal. Because you weren't really what, won't. Exactly, because what you think, okay, one, a great thing that I heard was how mm-hmm. we always sit here and plan things for our lives, right? And we say, this is what I want to do. This is my aspirations. This is my dream, you know, mm-hmm. my passions and things like that. But obviously, God is going to move you where you need to be. So if you mm-hmm. are sitting here constantly feeling like you're the smartest person in the room, you shouldn't be in that room. You're holding Mm-mm. yourself back because somewhere oh, that's along the that's line, right there, you didn't serious. listen. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? You okay, didn't okay, listen. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't listen, though. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. You were too busy self-consumed and being self-conceited mm-hmm. in everything that you were bringing to the table. And you mm-hmm. weren't listening to the masses tell you like, hey, I want you to learn this because this will help you in your t- in your development. I want you to right. meet this person. I want you to connect to that guy. You weren't you were too busy like, well, I know everything, so I don't need to make connections what why would yeah. I do that you have to be you're gonna forever hold yourself back especially at work and it's always good I mean a lot of people um are not good with taking constructive criticism Mm-mm. say you do something at work and you might always do it that way you might always do it that way but say next week Jasmine comes to you and says hey next time you do this you know you could actually blah 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 Instead of just taking it and being like, oh, really? I can? Or, you know, okay, well, how would I best do that? Or, or yeah. you know, does it make expand my, does it speed that. my time mm-hmm. up? Or expand on it? Or give me more information or being open to that? People mm-hmm. kind of start to try to explain themselves like, oh, well, I was doing that already. Or I actually kind of do this, you know, as opposed to accepting it and trying to see the how feedback. they can integrate it or trying yeah. it out before they kind of try to combat what somebody else gives them you know what i'm saying Does that yeah make because there are people yeah. who are very defensive like if every time someone yeah, tells that's you something the word. that's and what you i was always looking for defensive, defensive. Uh-huh. you need to start like looking at yourself because 
I can't tell you how many times I've learned something in my industry and someone's told me like, I feel like, you know, if you do it this way, it's a little bit easier, whatever the case may be. And mm-hmm. it's like, I wouldn't be where I am if I was always like, well, I, I like the way I do it. So I'm not going to change. Right. You wouldn't. I wouldn't, you I wouldn't, wouldn't be at all. First of all, nobody wants to work with you <laughs> if you're that person. Like you should be happy with the role that you have and you should excel at the role you have. But if you feel like you're at the ceiling, then you need to move on so someone else can fill that position because there's someone better for it. But don't get mad at me because I'm now telling you like, hey, you're fucking up. I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, Yeah, you would always say it in a nice (laughs) way. But of course, yeah, that's that's real. That's very real. And that's Mm -hmm. key to becoming, you know, a better person. So, okay, we cover professional life right personal life okay so now let's talk about personal life we're gonna leave dating for a we're gonna separate dating and personal because when i say personal i mean like literally for yourself if you look at yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and you evaluate like the way i laugh is annoying like you know (laughs) something as simple as that like i really wish i laughed differently let me change the way i laugh or whatever the case may be something something (sighs) like that I would say for me, it's more like words of affirmation for myself and starting my days Mm. correctly. And I've been working on that because I feel like I got to a place where I was very self-critical, which a lot of people are. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't even about my professional. Like you said, it's we're talking about personal here. Like I was critical Mm -hmm. about every little thing about me. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, you have nasty skin. Oh, my gosh, you have a lisp. Oh, my gosh. Why is your face like that? Like, why is your, you know, these stupid things that in a grand scheme of things don't matter. Like (laughs) you are beautiful. Nobody else even thought about. I mean, at all. When I would talk to people, it's like they would like if we would get to those conversations, you know, they'd be like, what? Why would. Like, you don't seem to come off that way. You seem very confident. You seem very this. But you just mm-hmm. don't know what's going on behind you don't know what's going closed on the doors, you know? Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, that's always starting my day off right. So I always write in my journal in the morning because I want to start my day oh. off in a sense where I'm speaking positivity over my day. Is that when you start doing that? Yeah, well, that was one of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I had a friend that told me I should start writing just my thoughts and things like that because I was having all these thoughts in my head and I didn't know how to project them and how to get them out. And the writing really helped with that. But I was actually listening to Getting Grown. And Takia Mm -hmm. talked about how she was going to start writing in her journal in the morning. It was when I first started listening to podcasts. You told me, obviously, you put me on. So she Mm -hmm. talked about that. And she was like, you know, I read this article about how you should start your day off and da-da-da-da-da. So I I think I started this back in, like, February, March time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's helped wonders with me, with my mental state, because I don't... I'm not as self-critical to myself. I still have my moments, mm-hmm. but I think for me, I'm now realizing that like I'm a bomb ass woman and I need to own up to that. I'm and I need to stop. Right. I need to stop beach, like beach. being so hypercritical of every little thing that I do because that doesn't really mm-hmm. help, you know, me it flourish. Doesn't. It doesn't help in my life at all. Yep. Yeah. So that's one and thing. That's so hard <laughs> to get out of for sure. Oh my gosh. That negative self-talk is terrible and it's terrible it's so terrible but you know it's a work in progress obviously like i told you but um Mm -hmm. one thing that i do love is that when i start my day off with my like something in my journal i usually pay pray for like you know a prosperous peaceful um productive day something like that Mm -hmm. you know and i will be completely honest every time i've written in my journal i i swear to you 
I my day just is always it it starts and ends on a good note. Oh wow! So it's like manifesting the reality that I want. So I'm getting mm. in. I'm getting more into that. You know, that's big. And you yeah. know, um, at the office, my doc talks about that a lot. Actually, about manifesting your reality. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, he talks about writing things down the importance of writing things down and it's not the first time i've heard it it's just the most recent time i've heard it yeah um because if you write a goal down and you give it an end date then it has to happen right Mm -hmm. so if you say i want to do this by september 1st 2020 then write it down and if you write it down you don't have to keep looking at it you don't have to you know you don't have to you don't have to keep looking at it. You don't have to remind yourself. You don't have to keep talking about it. You write it down and then go back and look and it'll be done. And I agree. Um, That is, I need to, I have never been very consistent with journaling. I've always had journals, mm-hmm. but I'll write you in them. It'll before. be months. I'll come back. It'll be months. <laughs> I'll come back. And that's fine too. I don't feel like you have to have a structure behind it. I feel like whenever it works for you, it works for you. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I don't mm, know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yesterday was the same as today, sis. I don't know what else to say. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Good night. Like, <laughs> I don't have that hey, much to write. You know what? There are times where I write in my journal and I'm like, today was a day and then I go to sleep. Or I'm like, <laughs> can't wait for tomorrow or something like that. You know, something very simple, like one sentence. But I think it's the whole pen to paper that calms me down. It's Mm. not that I'm really saying anything of significant importance, you know, it's not like I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, I need to make sure that this gets done and this it's not like that. It's like I can literally say one sentence in my journal and the act of me putting pen to paper calms me down and it makes me just feel like the day is complete. So Mm. I kind of have it's become more of a habit for me to do that and when I do have days where it's kind of just like I just want to write one thing I'm calm but if I have days where I just want to like write pages on pages I still feel good about it and it doesn't I don't compare the two because they're both important to me you know Mm, okay see I be treating my journal how some people treat God I be going to it when I'm when I'm in a a bind I be like look now let's talk about journal let's go let's get deep now your journal's like girl I'm going through it my journal be like bitch we ain't seen you for six months okay you open your journal and be like dust like it be dust (laughs) (laughs) fucking yeah you be like oh shit well, I'm so glad the dust yes, is in you, but I'm terrible. Time to write. But, but what um, do you do that's your personal growth? What's what's been going on? For personal growth, um, I'm constantly asking questions about things. Okay. As of lately, I've done a lot of talking to like you said, not recreating the will. I have been you know this. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast. You know, I'm real like close off. Mm-hmm. So I've made a point to not be as closed off because for me this for me people have always been like oh you know you're popular you're this or that and I just feel like I know a lot of people um Mm -hmm. but also I'm extremely introverted like I don't know how I became (laughs) I always think that's so funny this like such a when you say like I'm so severely introvert. Like I, let's. I don't. Okay, okay. I'm not shy. There's a difference between being shy and being introverted. Mm-hmm. 
introvert and extrovert is where you get your energy from mm-hmm. like yeah for people are being by yourself okay. i am drained when i'm around people drained okay. like work is great but like i don't am like work is great because i deal with people or whatever but when i go home i'll be like i don't want to talk to nobody i don't want to do anything i want to sit right here there'll be times where like i won't leave my house for weeks because i literally be like like i know i have friends that'll call me and be like you know hey girl when the last time you left the house i'll be like you know i went to work or i went to school okay outside of that okay (laughs) where have you been and i'm like oh nowhere like Hmm. i've had and like shatara is that friend she'll be like Mm -hmm. bitch get your clothes meet me at the house we gotta go somewhere tonight i won't go i'll be okay i guess i don't know i'm just not i don't know it's really weird i'm i'm socially awkward but like i'm good at it okay i can talk to people but i don't like to okay i I can have a conversation with anybody. I don't, I just would prefer to sit in the corner and not say anything. <laughs> but like at the same time, internally, that creates this complex because then you feel like when there's a problem, you don't have anybody to turn to or reach to. Mm-hmm. But you're just really not reaching to those people that are actually there because you're so used to being in your bubble. Yes. So that's me. I, I I like this was a thing that me and my therapist actually and therapy is actually something that I did to better my myself personally as well. That was like one of the one of the best and biggest things I could have ever done for myself was starting therapy. But um, I was because I was just like you. I was so self-critical and so in my head about things. And a lot of the thoughts that I would have were like. I just never voiced that. I mean, like me, you and I have talked a lot, and I've yeah, said things. Of I'm course. like, I never said That's this why out I'm, loud. I'm just kind of like, quiet really? because, you know, <laughs> I'm not quiet yeah. because I'm not listening. It's more so like, yeah, I, we've definitely had these conversations. So for you to speak on it now, it's you know. It's like, damn, you're saying it. it out loud. I know it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I, yeah, it's exactly that way. No, to be dead honest, it's like, This oh, podcast force, forces me to um open up a little bit more. Open up a lot more because I literally and I think this is one of the reasons that I kind of wanted to do it because I was intrigued by it. But it's also like I felt like I had a lot to say, but I only said it to a few people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. It was only if you like you. There are lots of times, guys, where I talk to Jasmine. And I'll say some shit. And I'll be like, I've never said this shit out loud before. <laughs> She'll Girl, be like, what? And I, and you you can tell, never. And it'd like, be like so, simple ass shit. But I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's let's go deeper into that because why you would you like, say why that? Have you never said this out loud. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, it, it's it's just insane to me. And I think it's. Bec- I mean, I'm someone who I don't. I mean, I can be dramatic about some of the Mm -hmm. smallest things but when i'm not dramatic about the big things it's kind of it's weird i'm very weird in that kind of sense but at the same Mm -hmm. time i feel like for me my emotions are a little i i will tell you like yeah that made me sad (laughs) you will you really i'll be like that really upset me or that made me sad and it's just kind of like i'm not yeah i'm not gonna tiptoe around my feelings because i think when i was younger i did that a lot i like didn't say, like uh-huh. oh you couldn't cry because you got to be strong and you you know you're a villain you know all this stuff like that you know and yeah. it was kind of like your condition to kind of always be the strong one but yeah i have feelings and it makes me upset when you do x y and z and i'm gonna speak on that and it's just something that yeah. i'm learning over time but 
obviously that's not out here like oh my therapy gosh has helped me with Let too me though all the time yeah because yeah because i would i was raised to not have emotions yes you've <laughs> you said know? this yes yes and i'm I've like i've said wow, this to okay. you a lot like but it really was if i was like sad it's like what the fuck are you sad for <laughs> you are nine <laughs> or like what are you angry about you have no yeah. reason to be angry or whatever it was always like you have to be this happy person all the time or whatever yeah. not like somebody that's really just a lot of that. that's a burden but that's a yeah <laughs> like that's but a i also felt but i felt like having emotions was a burden and i felt like having emotions and having emotions and expressing them was a burden to somebody else it's like why mm-hmm. would you bother somebody with your feelings why would you do that so i grew up being a very like extremely internal person and a lot of mm-hmm. like my thoughts were just like recycling in my head and i'm like on a loop because i never said them out loud yeah not my real thoughts not the things i was really thinking i could talk about anything in the world but when it comes to talking about what I think, I clam yeah. up. I have a cousin you know? who's a therapist and she says, when you start unpacking things and when you start unpacking your bag, it literally just mm-hmm. spills open. And I think that when the shit pops open, I mean, and you don't know how to put it back together. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was not prepared for all of these fucking feelings. I was only prepared to say one thing. And now I am just, I am just a mess. It's like, right. It's crazy to me. It's, it's, it's hilarious. But at the same time, it's real. It's raw. It's and so true. You, I feel like at some point in time in your life, you should experience that. You should unpack yeah. your bag and say like, damn, I'm holding things. I'm holding a burden from when I was seven years old. Why does this matter anymore? Because yeah. it's affected me for 20 years. So I but have to talk about matters. it. But it, it matters. But it matters. Yes. Because the shit that happens, first of all, this is something that I'm learning. And it, like, I don't know if I've learned this through. I learned this in school, but it's been reinforced in multiple different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Children right before yes. their memory before their limbic system forms in their brain which is where memories are stored right before that forms they have memory so like if you mistreat a baby and a baby doesn't like you they don't know why they don't like you but they'll grow up not liking you yes and their whole life they won't like you and they will literally have no idea why it's like a random but sensory. your body your body has a memory before your brain actually has words to create these things. So you will create emotions, right? They, especially as a child, there are emotions created around things and feelings that you have around things that you don't have the words to even like articulate how you're yes. feeling. Right. That's a fact. And then as you get, older it manifests in different ways and then you start unpacking and you're like oh fuck this shit was from when i was six years old and my daddy told me he didn't like the way my ribbon was tied in my hair okay and now that becomes like you're like who and you now are. it's a whole fucking <laughs> complex whole thing. because i don't like wearing anything on top of my head because my yes. daddy didn't like my ribbon at one day yes like it it's literally so, boop, it can boop, get boop, so boop, like all the deep. way back it gets so deep yes I agree. But with that. like that was one of the best things that I did for myself because yeah. I mean, it definitely listening to podcasts started it. And then when I it was more it started the thought process. OK, listening to podcasts started the thought process of tracing back these things and trying to figure out, like, why do I feel this way about this or why do I do that? Or why do I choose the same guys or why? You know, yeah. like, why am I having this same kind of whatever? Mm-hmm. Because history repeats itself until you learn from it right okay so it's a terrible lesson I, all the time 
start listening oh <laughs> no seriously and my main thing i remember when i went to therapy the first time she asked me she's like you know what is your goal and i was like i don't want to fuck up my kids <laughs> straight up i told her i was like that's i don't want to fuck goal. up my kids that's a so good goal. like i just feel like we need to work on some shit now because i don't want to bring people on this earth and be mad at them because of x y and z yeah you know because they were kids remember shit and no matter how much you think oh they'll forget this or that or whatever they remember Mm -hmm. and they remember it in ways and they respond to you in those ways even when they can't articulate it and i was just like you know i want to have a really good relationship with my kids and every parent fucks their kids up i mean every parent but Mm -hmm. like yeah you're human but like also you're gonna fail your kids at some point in time it's just the reality of the beast but I want to try to like fuck them up the least amount. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't. But you don't like, want to fuck them up to the point where they don't want to talk to you or speak to you yeah, or I don't have anything to do that. with you. I don't want. It's that more at so all. like, nah, mom. You remember when you fucking used to like you accidentally left us, left us at the store because you was rushing. Like you remember that the time you up. forgot to pick me up from <laughs> after school? Yeah, you forgot like, you had like a kid. Like, like I want us to laugh about that shit. Let's like, laugh about yeah, it when you're mom, 28, I was the last 32, person you didn't come pick me up till six thirty. Yeah, like damn, I'm sorry, baby. I I forgot. I made I a nail appointment up. and I thought your daddy was picking See, you up. See, I'm, I'm okay sorry. with those type of fuck ups. I don't want to be know, fucking I'm up okay to the point with where those. my child I literally want... does not want to speak to me ever. Right. I don't want to do that. It, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Like, when you see people who like you know don't have good relationships with their parents because I see people who have good relationships with their parents and I'm like oh that's so beautiful yeah. you know I love it I live for it so I just don't want that for me and I got mine, you you know what I'm saying hey, so you shouldn't so mm-hmm. and um yeah I just think um what about your dating I life? think oh sorry yeah Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think that uh, tracing back those things in part in your personal life and kind of mm-hmm. trying to like identify because we talked about it. We didn't really say how we fix it. So we identify the problem. We trace it back. We find the problem and then you find different ways to cope with it. Mm-hmm. You use different coping mechanisms or strategies. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when it comes to dealing with people, because I had a I had a like huge anxiety when it came to like dealing with people or talking to people um especially people that I didn't know and that was something that I had to talk about in therapy and address and like use different methods and one of the methods that I use for like my social anxiety that I have I just don't give a fuck I just say what I think and you just got to deal with it Uh (laughs) and that was and that was something that I got to over time obviously it's not something that like my therapist was like just don't give a fuck just say whatever and I was like okay I can do that you know what I mean it wasn't like that it was more so like after time of me being like well I was talking to this person and I said this but I think I think I might have said that wrong and then I was thinking and then I should have said it this way but and then I just think I don't know I think they hate me now it was like well why do you think they hate you? Where did you get that from? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, you're right. You know, your brain right. will go from zero to a thousand. Like every, zero like, to a thousand. My brain does that all the time. With and I'm like, nothing in between. How did I get here? <laughs> how the <laughs> fuck did I get here? Yes. And so when you also identify like why we got all the way the fuck here, then you can yeah. catch yourself before mm-hmm. you get to a thousand. You can catch yes. yourself at 32, you know, next time. Yeah. And be like, hold up, exactly. girl. Like you're, you're, you're going to hold. 
back it up calm down exactly. calm down that is not the reason that because like people will look at me a certain way and my brain automatically is like why did they look at me like that were they thinking this were they thinking that did they yep. da, 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 da? and then it will go and it'll spiral and yeah. i'll still be having a normal conversation but in my head i'm like fuck did i have do i have something in my nose am i thinking Girl. what did i say and something then on the drive home that? you be like like let i me, can't stop thinking about, about this it more. and then you go to bed and you're like i can't fall asleep because i'm still thinking about the same bullshit I'm still thinking that doesn't about even it. matter and then i end up concluding that they hate me just like the rest of the world exactly now i'm hated <laughs> which is fucking crazy now you think everybody hates you it's now let me go like, get a grab let me go bo- grab a bottle of wine and drown my sorrows because i'm all oh, right let me drown my <laughs> sorrows now i'm gonna sit in my it's room like and let's cry. let's pump the brakes here okay and pump the brakes yeah so that's something that i just basically kind of like caught, found ways to catch myself and like i say if anybody else is out there and has the same odd issues that i have with mm-hmm. being good socially but having this social anxiety um yeah. i would literally i literally got to a point where i was like regardless of how they react to me I'm going to have more stress holding in my thoughts than mm-hmm. I will if I just say it and see how they react because exactly. I'm overanalyzing how they could potentially react without even saying what I'm thinking. Exactly. So now I just say what I think and depending on how you react, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I've learned to enjoy putting people in awkward situations. Oh my gosh. You've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. I'm an awkward person and I was just like you know what fuck it if I say something awkward and we're just sitting here awkwardly then we just gonna be fucking awkward <laughs> god damn it exactly. and that's it and that's it you know what I mean but I just learned to accept those things about myself mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily care for you change what you can and alter what you can to make it better but mm-hmm. then you also accept things like i accept now i'm an awkward ass person and i'm not gonna sit here and try to be the cool person in the room and maybe me being the awkward person will make me the cool person in the room who knows i don't who give knows? a fuck because who gives a fuck? I, exactly it's too expensive to be anybody else okay exactly. so i'm gonna just be me i love so it. that's that <laughs> yeah so what about your dating life what are ways that you've become a better you know person when it comes to dating um i think in my dating life i i kind of want to piggyback off of what you've said in your personal life where you've learned to kind of just accept who you are and not let the presence of other people affect that you know i feel like for Mm me um in my dating life i've for the longest time i felt like i had to be a certain way in order to like for people to like me in a sense same and mm-hmm. now i kind of just conditioning yeah especially as a black woman don't care so like mm-hmm. i'm dating currently and it's fun it's fun to like talk to people mm-hmm. get to know people go on dates it's great it really is um but at some point in time if like the conversations just fizzle out i don't really give a fuck because you're not that yes. interesting to me and yes. i think before i Energy. used to be so wrapped up and consumed i was in, gonna like, say that jasmine yes. get out of my fucking head <laughs> me. No, that's oh, we're friends because we so just, bad. we're the same people but i just you am no longer I, swear I was thinking that i was like yeah. i'm no longer bothered if a nigga like the no. conversation dies down like whatever or like i'm not interested it's like okay well i'll just text another nigga like, exactly i like there's multiple yeah, people out what here is like that do you think that was conditioning I don't know if that's conditioning or if that's Or is that just our personality type? It may be just a personality trait trait, right? Because okay, so like you said you're you're introverted. I'm a very extroverted person. So I do Mm -hmm. like being around people. It it kind of it 
it feeds into it feeds my energy you know but Mm -hmm. i do like having my own time and stuff but i think that like I've always grown up thinking that like you had to, I guess it is, it's, it's a form of conditioning, but it's also like a personality trait, right? Mm-hmm. Where you walk into a room and you feel awkward there. So you're just trying to work the room and you hope that people like you and you just have these different, you, you start to overthink and move differently. And I just no longer mm-hmm. want to be that way. I don't give a fuck if you don't like me. I don't care if you've looked at my outfit up and down, bitch. I know I look good. So moving on. Um, <laughs> Period. You know, I don't care if you feel like this conversation is no longer of interest to you. That's fine because it's probably no longer of interest to me either. Like people, I think people sit here and think that like they're the most interesting person in the world. And you should feel Mm -hmm. that way about yourself. Yes. Guys specifically, guys specifically sometimes come off very egotistical and act like I'm just the best thing since sliced bread. And it's like, sir. You're very Calm attractive. Down. You're very Have nice. And you seem like a very cool person. But if the energy just doesn't match between me and you, you're going to be the least, you're going to be the most boring person in this room today for me. You can Guaranteed. match with someone else and they can love your energy and love how your vibe and want to get to know you. But if we don't match, then I'm not going to sit here and try to make us match. I just don't, I no longer care to do that. So yeah. that's Did, one of my growths. you used to do that too? Girl, yes. Like, Yes. Girl, what yes. was that? That was the ghetto. I don't the ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. It's Who like why am trying I trying to make my... a nigga work right? for them? Right. With all these dicks slanging around and you want yes. that one specifically? But I didn't grow Child. up and like have like all the boyfriends and I didn't have all the guys staring at me. So I think that it comes from that too, where you think like well Same. they're not gonna Same. like me if I don't act this way or that girl has a boyfriend and this is how she acts, so I have to you know, like Same. it's these these over thinking conditionings that we like have grown into and that I'm just kind of like Mm -hmm. breaking those chains. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not that person anymore. Break every chain. Yes, honey. Okay. (laughs) Yes, honey. Yes. That just felt, Oh, I felt that in my spirit. You were, you know, I felt it in my shundo girl, because I'm telling you, honey, (laughs) you were just speaking something and you said break every chain. And I was like, you know what, sis, our it's, good Lord has a song for that one. Okay. <laughs> Honey, that's exactly, and that's how I feel. So, yeah. But no, you really like, <laughs> you really spoke on something for real. And that was, that was definitely part of my thing, my mm-hmm. point when it came to <laughs> dating and just literally not caring mm-hmm. when shit goes or if shit goes left. Like, and that's part of me being unapologetic, right? Yes. And um, I think part of that came from me looking at women, right? Say, mm-hmm. like Rihanna, right? Rihanna has been unapologetic <laughs> forever. Yeah. Like, since Rihanna became Rihanna. Okay, maybe in the beginning she was more PC. Her first She was album. definitely more PC. Yeah, Ponder Replay. But she grew into being PC. someone apolo- unapologetic. But then, like, good girl going like back. She said, I don't give a fuck. Then she had the unapologetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she didn't care. She grew into that. And I think it's a journey for everybody. But mm-hmm. I would look at women like that and be like, damn. Like, she don't give a fuck. She just, like, I Rihanna. What the fuck? Like, what is it? And the thing is that people like that become art no not become they are so magnetic mm-hmm. like and i think that's why people think that i'm popular or whatever because i i will admit people are drawn to me 
You are magnetic. That's something that you have a very positive that I will vibe, make, positive energy yeah. around you, a positive aura. Maybe that's what it is, but I will admit I've noticed this, and I'm a, I'm not ashamed to admit people are people are drawn to me, and um, I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. more, it's not necessarily like I'm going out and seeking people because I like how you say you'll go in a room and it's awkward, and then you go and you try to work the room. I'm the person if I go in a room and I feel awkward, I'm gonna go sit in the smallest corner by myself. Mm-hmm. I won't try to work the room. I don't give a fuck about working the room. I don't want to be. Yeah, but you grew into that. <laughs> but no, that's me. And I oh, grew okay. into working through the awkwardness. Okay. Like I grew into my awkwardness being me. Like I felt awkward and I was like, oh, I got to sit back here because I don't know if these people know me. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck if these people know me. I'm Kavori. <laughs> hey, how everybody doing? Yeah. Okay. And I I'm gonna go you. sit in my corner after I introduce myself, but I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna be a bitch. What's up, everybody? I'm here. Yeah. Hey. How y'all doing? Okay. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll go to minding my business like I would. But usually after that, then people start to come and talk to me. And then that's how I meet so many people. Cause people yeah. really just walk up to walk up and start talking to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, this is cute. Hey, how mm-hmm. you doing? my name's such and such or whatever. But, um, so yeah. So with dating, I've looked at those people that are unapologetic and just in personal life too, but in dating for sure. Cause I yeah. don't give a fuck. Nigga, I don't know you. Exactly. So <laughs> like when men, cause men, are unapologetic and men love to just say sideways shit and do sideways shit yeah and i want to <laughs> get just... male perspectives on that too because i feel like mm-hmm. there's some men who probably experience the same things that we I experience. know exactly who we need to get on this yes i feel like time. i want to know are a we male thinking perspective. Of the same person i don't know i have no idea we'll talk about what it afterwards but okay i, we'll I wasn't really thinking after. of anyone but um, oh i had the perfect person okay in mind, the most unapologetic nigga i know and um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, okay. bitch. That's exactly actually who I was thinking <laughs> of too. But. Yeah, I didn't even think we need to get Orin on this. Yes, <laughs> I want Orin to come on this show. Orin, we're gonna get you on the show. I want Orin on this um, show so bad. And Orin keep he playing is someone, with us. Yes, he's very unapologetic. But I just want to know like his thought Orin. process or, behind who Orin. he is as a Cut person and out. how he got there. You know how he. I need became everybody to, be who to he know is. Orin. Yeah, because Orin. I don't know if Orin ever apologized for a motherfucking exactly 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 i mm. love this i love that but yeah so that, that was, was a good. good conversation and uh yeah i think that just in general becoming a better she because let's wrap this shit up becoming a better she working <laughs> on becoming your better self you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. be unapologetic be completely yourself and learn to embrace those parts about yourself that yes. you don't like and learn to love them. I mean, I'm clumsy as fuck and I used to hate that shit. Hell yeah. I used to hate it. I used to like literally cry and be like, why do I make so many mistakes? Like it was really a big deal for me. And then uh, now I'm like, bitch, I'm clumsy and I'm going to spill something. And that's fine. You better have a towel handy. Exactly. I'm like, dramatic as fuck and I give no fuck about it. It is what it is. I it is who I am. Extra as you're going to get fuck. over it. And if you don't like and it, you, know you don't what? have to be in my circle or be my friend or my boyfriend. I don't care i don't care you don't have to you don't have to be my friend it is what it is talk to me and that's that's on that what you eat don't make me shit you (laughs) fuck don't make me come (laughs) your money don't pay my bills let's get into this (laughs) fucking (laughs) i'm so sick feature of of the week let's get into this feature (laughs) of the week 
All right, so this week I am actually um featuring a place to visit. So cute, the High Museum Atlanta. No, Atlanta, the High Museum Atlanta. Uh, the address is twelve eighty Peachtree Street Northeast Peachtree Street. For all you folk not from Atlanta, because there's a thousand peach trees. Okay, you will Don't get end lost. up on the wrong one. If you type in twelve eighty Peach Tree, bitch, you're gonna be on Peach Tree Avenue and that's on a whole different part of town. Don't be mad. Peach Tree Street and that's northeast, not northwest, not southeast. Make sure you get it right, because you will be on the wrong side of town. Peach Tree Street, Northeast. But if you type in High Museum, you should be fine. Atlanta, Georgia, the zip code is three zero three zero nine. Um such a cute place to go, an affordable little date spot to go walk through with Bay. Make sure you look cute so you can get some pictures in front of the art installations and everything. Um, but is it second Sunday, Jasmine? Yes, that's second free? Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. Second Sunday is free for everybody. Yes. Every second Sunday. And that one is actually coming up, guys. So... I think it took us, it, it would have taken us probably like two days to get through. Hell yeah, it's a lot. Through the whole thing. It is a lot. It's a lot. And I'm a museum buff. I like reading all the shit. I like looking at it. I like yeah. analyzing it. I love like, that's my thing. So for me, it'll take some time. For people who just like to walk through and look at the cool shit, it probably will take you a day. Yeah, you, but, you will um, be tired though. Like yeah, you'll be tired. Make sure you eat beforehand. Y'all yeah. gonna be hungry after, mm-hmm. you know. But look cute. Make sure you get some good pictures. It is, you know. And I think I know they change the setup pretty regularly. So if you yeah, go one month and then um, you go back the next month, it'll probably be a completely different yeah. thing. They change it a lot. They have different shows coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have lots of different shit going on. But the High Museum is like I love it. That's the it's place. It's a spot. It's a vibe. I love it. It's too. really a vibe. It's a whole vibe for any and everything but uh yeah that's that's what i have for the feature of the week okay i love it yeah the high so um that's all we have for y'all this week thank you so so much for tuning in yet again for another week of our bullshit because we always (laughs) stay with the shits (laughs) we always stay with the shits but um follow us on our journey on instagram at becoming she underscore that's b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g-s-h-e underscore and that's also on twitter we have been posting a few you know every Mm -hmm. now and then we post Mm -hmm. we on there you know and um also if you have any questions comments you know um topic suggestions for future episodes and also if you have any brand sponsorship opportunities email mm-hmm. us at becoming she live at gmail.com that is b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g-s-h-e-l-i-v-e at gmail.com yay <laughs> email us <laughs> email us hit us up let us know us. what you want to hear shit let us know what y'all want to hear because we got some stuff planned but this is for us but it's also for y'all yeah if you want to get so, involved let us know if you have um you know, something that you like to bring to the table and talk about, let us know. We can work that let out, too. Let us know, because we can definitely work out mm-hmm. that if you, you know, know somebody that you feel would be a good fit for, you know, being a guest on the show. Yes. Let us know. Make sure they're a good fit, though. And make sure they have a topic in mind. Exactly. Okay? Don't that send us no requirements. We like to pick <laughs> our, our guests based off of a specific topic. We don't just like having people in here to not talk about shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because we can do that on our own time. 
we can do that on our own time we can be us all by ourselves we do that every week anyway exactly exactly you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. um that's all we have for y'all this week thank you thank you thank you a million times over yes love you guys we love you bye bye